Does everybody know what that means? Like, don't put off joy, but I'm afraid. And it is becoming very clear to me at 46 years old that time, boy, it just gets away from us so, so, so quick. And people do, they postpone joy. They put it off and the, the days slip into years. And then where are you? You keep thinking, I'll get to it. You keep thinking, well, I'll be happy when, or all those things we say, why are you putting off joy? I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight-up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer, here with my sister, Carrie. Always, always happy when you get to join me. It's just, it's just better together. It's better together. Imagine you and me and you. I think about you day and night. And so happy together. Yes, yes, we are so happy together. My ideal thing would be if Christy would just come to the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, and buy a house and just live here. But the internet does suck. So I don't blame her. <laughs> and it is hot. It is. It's hot. It's humid. It's, yeah, it's and, nice to come in and visit, but I do love my downtown condo. And you're a cold weather person. Yes. Yeah. I prefer you like the cold, the cold weather. Yeah, but you do. The coldest I've ever been is in Mississippi. When I was married to Jason Nickel, we were at an Ole Miss football game because he used to play football for Ole Miss. That was the coldest I've ever been because it was so humid. It was that wet cold. Oh, that's the worst. And we get that here. Right. So yeah, it it goes through you. I like the, I like the Idaho cold. I like the Idaho mountain kind of cold. I mean, I can handle 30 below zero as long as there's no wind chill and it's not, it's not that wet cold and man, it gets wet cold at your house. I mean, it's just, it seems to be extreme and everybody wonders why everything's so green in Kentucky. Well, you get a lot of rain. It's very humid. It's very humid. You know, I, I know that you had some uh, family members that, that moved away from Kentucky because they said, we don't like the rain. And it was like, what did you think it was when you moved here? That's what makes, that's what makes it what it is. In fact, I was noticing a lot of my friends are like, um, at the time of this recording, we're heading into fall. And so they have a bunch of decorative pumpkins and they're like, Oh, decorative fall decor. And I'm a gourds and I'm a, and I'm like, literally Christy, these are just like someone threw seeds into a backyard. Like there's no cultivating, there's no watering, there's no weeding. It just grows. That's how Kentucky is. There is, you don't have to, we don't irrigate crops. We don't water our lawns. You know, it just grows because of the amount of rain we get. So I personally like the rain here, but it was funny because people are like gourds, gourds, gourds. And I'm like, yeah, you got gourds because you can literally throw three seeds out there and have a hundred pumpkins that come fall. (sighs) I, you know, either way, I was in Costco the other day and they have fall. They have Christmas already out in August. They have Christmas decorations, but they have fall. I almost bought it, sis. I just didn't have room in my cart to get some fall decorations for my. Uh, it's always room in the cart <laughs> for decorations. It's fall, y'all. <laughs> you guys might notice I'm wearing my Swanwick daywear glasses. This is blue light blocking glasses. Right now, Carrie and I are batch recording a bunch of podcasts. And so I'm sitting in front of this computer literally for hours on end. And this helps block the harsh blue light. And you can get these at 15% off at Swanwick Sleep. If you go to coderedlifestyle.com forward slash Swannies, 
S-W-A-N-N-I-E-S, and use the discount code REBEL15. You'll get 15% off, which is significant because these aren't, these are, you know, they're, they're an investment. So you can get these day wear glasses. It'll help the eye strain. It'll help with headaches and the things you get from sitting in front of blue light glasses all day long. I agree. They're nice. Your eyes, your brain kind of goes, ah, oh, when it, you put them on. It actually feels like that. It feels like, oh, in fact, our niece Ellie uh, got another job that kids just like us. She just works and works and works. And she said, um, can, do you guys have a pair of Swannies that I can buy from you? And I was like, sis, send her some code red Swannies. She's so cute. And she wears them at her office job. She's so cute. Yeah. Well, today we are talking about don't postpone joy. Does everybody know what that means? Like, don't put off joy, but I'm afraid. And it is becoming very clear to me at 46 years old that time, boy, it just gets away from us so, so, so quick. And people do, they postpone joy. They put it off and the, the days slip into years. And then where are you? You keep thinking, I'll get to it. You keep thinking, well, I'll be happy when, or all those things we say, why are you putting off joy? I want to read the definition of joy. Everyone's like joy, unspeakable and full of glory, <laughs> full of glory. Joy in this definition is a noun, but I'm going to make, I'm going to propose to you that it's really a verb like love, um, a feeling of great pleasure and happiness, the joy of being alive, tears mm -hmm. of joy. So the, the, the noun that says a feeling of great pleasure and happiness and so much of our life is denying things and taking away the joy. And like Marie Kondo talks about, it's not sparking joy. We have so much crap and clutter and things and commitments and technology and emails. And some of you have 12,000 emails on the front of your phone. I don't know how you do that. Your little phone thing says 12,000, like stop, you're making me itch and laundry and stuff and commitments and obligations and that you don't have anything in your life that is bringing you joy. And you keep saying, well, when we just pay off the house, when the kids just graduate high school, when the baby is potty trained, when I lose this 50 pounds, when my husband stops drinking, mm. when my wife stops nagging me, then I can have joy in my life. And Christy and I are here to tell you that life will pass you by and you will breathe your final breath, not having lived in the fullness of joy that can be your life. I've been doing Code Red like this. I've been in this industry for 28 years, but I've been doing Code Red, as you guys all know it, for six years this year, since 2016. So it'd be six, six and a half years. And the first five years were really, really tough. Um, we... Code Red made uh, millions, absolutely made millions, in fact, but we worked like I've never seen people work before. We worked 16 hour days. Uh, the coaches were working. The coaches worked on commission. They were working 14 hour days, uh, just trying to make as much money as possible. We had thousands and thousands of rebels coming through our program every month. It was just a massive volume, a lot of revenue, a lot of expenses, a lot of travel. This is before COVID a lot of, a lot of things. And that when I look back on those five years, um, it was a blur to me. I just remember so much stress. I remember you, cause you've been on for five years now and you, 
were having to talk me off the ledge so many times, so many times I came and I cried to you. Now, am I thankful for it? I am thankful because I was able to really sock away some good investment money and really set myself up for a good future financially. But I look back and man, it was stressful. And I don't remember a whole lot of joy in, in that, uh, during those five years. Now, May of 2021, I got really sick and I started to have experienced multiple organ failure where I was under so much stress. Doctors did not know what was happening, but it was stress. It was just this stress for a long period of time finally was catching up to me. And I, I couldn't, my body just wasn't functioning right. And at that point I made the decision, you know, I was in an unhappy marriage. I was, I was just so stressed out. And I said, I'm not living like this anymore. I'm living my life to where I have joy every day. And I think that we have more joy now, mm. you know what I mean? Oh. And what does the Bible say? I'd rather have nothing than have everything and be with a nagging woman. You know what I mean? It's true. The, the Bible talks about the, the wife in Proverbs. And it's the same thing is that we'd rather have less or be doing less, although we're still very busy, than have more and be miserable. And this is, the Bible talks a lot about, and again, on this podcast, we do talk about our relationship with, with, with Jesus, with Christ. And some of you may not believe those things and we do not want to alienate you. We welcome you. We do not care if you believe, don't believe you believe something different. You believe something left, right, upside down, backwards. We don't care because here's something that humans have in common is a sense of there being something greater out there. Mm -hmm. So we don't care what you think the greater thing is, but uh, we use the Bible as an example because that is the word that we follow. You know, for you, it may be the Book of Mormon. For you, may, maybe the, you know, uh, Buddha's um, writings. I don't know. But for us, Psalm 1611 talks about the fullness of joy. You made known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And I think that we need to come into this idea of having this fullness of joy, not faking it being happy, not pretending and doing the steps and attending the meetings and baking the cookies and reading your kids' stories just out of obligation, but living your life so intentionally and doing the things that you love that it is going to bring you joy. I know that for me, I am deciding to choose joy every day yes. and I'm deciding to find joy in my morning runs with my dog or finding joy in just walking. Sometimes even when it's so we've had one of the hottest summers in history in Boise and I just don't do well in the heat. And I'm just like, you know what? I find joy in the walking to my haircut because I walk everywhere since I live downtown, even though it's blistering hot, because I am so thankful that I have legs that can carry me. And I'm, you know, I'm going to sweat a little bit. It's okay. I have joy that I can afford to get a haircut right now. And I just choose, I choose joy. Now, I, I don't mean to say like my life is so horrible that I have to choose joy, that it's hard to choose joy. It's just that no matter what my circumstances, I've already decided ahead of time that I'm going to have joy in the journey. I'm going to have joy in the process. I'm going to have joy in the everyday mundane laundry, making my coffee, whatever I choose. I've already decided in the future, moving forward, I'm going to have joy. I have chosen joy even before it's even happened. I already made my mind up. And I think that joy, Chrissy, comes with having a joyful heart is also having a thankful heart. Mm -hmm. I see those two things go hand in hand. People forget how to be thankful. 
And I think in the forgetting of how to be thankful, we forget how to be joyful. We really do. Because if you are truly thankful for what you have, this, this peace, this peace with who you are and your place in the world, it kind of all comes together for this feeling of joy and for this feeling of happiness and being content. And so I do think the foundation of joy is being thankful. Um, I know when Marie Kondo, you all remember Marie Kondo would, um, when you would touch the item, remember she's the, um, Sparking Marie joy. Kondo, Sparking Joy. What was the name of her series? Why oh, can't I um, think of it? Spark, I think it was called Sparking Joy with was Marie it called Kondo. Sparking Joy? So when you would hold something, you would hold an object and you would say, does this object spark joy? Okay. And then if you weren't going to keep it, you would say to the pen, thank you for everything you gave to me or the old newspaper clipping or the book. Thank you. I enjoyed reading you. And it sounds silly, but I do believe if you can learn to be more thankful in your life for what you have, then you will be more joyful because I do believe they go hand in hand. Yeah. hundred percent. Carrie, take us back when you were 270 pounds, uh, and, and you were for a long time, you have kept now since code red, you know, you have failed weight loss surgery, which led to all sorts of medical problems that you to this day still deal with that you will with the rest of your life. But it was only through code red that you've been able to keep 110 pounds off. And so take us back when you were heavy. And cause I know there are people listening. They're like, how do I have joy? I'm a heavy person. I'm on loads of medication. I know that you were not on medication, but I'm on loads of medication. I sleep with the CPAP. I, I'm pre-diabetic or type two. How can I possibly have joy with all this? Do you know how that feels when they say that? Right. I, I absolutely do. Um, you know, I never was a person to struggle with depression. Um, it's just not in my nature. Like Christy, you and I've talked about, there are people who, have a tendency towards depression, towards hopelessness. Um, but the Bible says a heart, uh, def you know, hope deferred makes the heart sick. I believe that's the scripture, Christine. I think that's, you know, if you don't feel like you have any hope, then your heart will be sick. And I, I believe that that was what was going on with me when I was heavy was even though at my core, um, my core personality is a very positive personality. I'm an uplifting. I am sarcastic in my core, um, you know, joking, cynical at my core, but I've always been a very upbeat, happy person, even when I was heavy, but there was a lot of faking going on because, you know, people didn't see me in the room, in this, putting the scrubs on and having to go up another size of scrubs because they would be tight on my thighs and rub on my thighs. And so you really feel like hope was deferred. Like there, there, there's that feeling of hopelessness, Christy, like like, is it ever going to get better? Is it ever going to change? Do I have to settle for being this size? Like our mom said, oh, I'm just going to be the fat grandma. You know, I'm the squishy grandma. Oh, this is just my lot in life now that I've hit menopause. And, and those kinds of th thoughts really invaded my soul. And I think that's why I reached out for weight loss surgery is I was looking for something that was going to bring back hope into my life because having hope being thankful and being joy, they all go together. And Christy, I struggled and struggled and struggled with trying to maintain that facade of being okay. But deep in my heart, I knew I wasn't healthy. I knew I was, it wasn't about fitting into the dress. It was about, you know, not having enough energy to want to walk around the theme park with my kids all day long. Now I wouldn't even think twice about that. I wouldn't even think twice about walking 
I mean, although I did have to walk a lot with Christy and Boise, I got ended up getting blisters. I mean, but if I had to walk five, 10 miles in a day, uh, could I do it? Absolutely. Is it going to be super easy? Maybe not, but I'll be okay. I would have paid for that for a week. So not being able to find my joy because it was caught up in things like eating. Sometimes we find our joy in eating, huh? You know, there's some, that's where your happiness is. And that's, that was kind of where I was. So, you know, not being able to find it and feeling very hopeless definitely led to these feelings of depression and feeling like there was never going to be any change. It was never going to get better this time, you know, taking the new pill, is it going to work? So those things really, really dampened my ability to be thankful and have joy for where I was in life. The biggest three things I believe that people postpone joy with is, uh, I'll be happy when I have more money. I'll be happy when my kids grow up and I'll be happy when I lose weight. And I can tell you, I don't, I never experienced, um, the, the losing weight part or the kids part, but I can tell you that I've, I was broke. I've been broke most of my life up until I was 40 years old. I, I was even receiving Idaho state food stamps, uh, when Natasha walked into my life on April 5th, 2016, um, and changed my life. She changed code red. And so I, I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like to have a 321 credit score. And I know what it feels like to have an 821 credit score, which is thank the Lord what my credit score is right now. And I remember, I remember the day that I made the decision to change my credit score and start to build my credit back up. And I walked into the U S bank at 17th estate, Abe Jackson, you guys have read my book. I put this in my code red revolution book. He was in there and I was so full of shame, so humiliated. So, you know, I just, cause I, I'm not bad at managing money, but you know, I got into a relationship, had a couple of cars repossessed and, and didn't pay off student loans. You know, those things will ruin your credit pretty darn quick. And I remember him saying, Christy, you can do this. And it's just going to take time. Well, little did I know it would take, you know, it would take years and years and years, you know, eight years to repair my credit, seven years. But I remember thinking, well, I'll be happy when my credit's better. I'll be happy when I have more money. And I wish I could go back because I wasn't unhappy, but I didn't put joy as a priority. I didn't really try to be joyful back then. I just always thought about my problems. Well, and now that time is gone, Christy. Mm. You don't get it back. Mm -mm. It doesn't come back. It doesn't. I remember just being so aggravated with my first two. They're 14 months apart when they were babies. I was so unhappy. I was in a completely unhappy marriage. I was super heavy and I couldn't find a way out. I couldn't find a way to be happier, to get out of where I was. I mean, I needed out of the relationship, but, and I was so aggravated with the kids. And now I would just be like, let's sit on the floor and play. I mean, I would have, I wish I could go back and, and I was never mean to my kids. I just don't remember appreciating the things until they're gone. So let's say that you're a person, Christy, and you are, I'm going to pull up this scripture. Um, and you are trying to lose weight. You're trying to get healthy. You're trying to take your life back. Okay. And that's a hard process. We don't, Try to act like it's like butterflies and rainbows and kale salads in the morning. I mean, we're not, you know, we know, we know it's hard losing weight. Like we get it. I think code red is the easiest hard thing you'll ever do. Okay. The easiest version of hard, um, but it's still difficult. It's still hard. I want you to find joy in that journey. And we talked about joy in the journey, but joy in that process. What can you find? When I met Christine, and who is the other gal we met at the conference? Christy, not- Lacey. Oh, Lacey. Uh, yeah. And Lacey. 
yeah. two of the happiest, joyful people I have ever met. And it, and they were in weight loss mode. They were watching everybody else eat other stuff. They brought their food and prepared it. Joy, because what they were eating did not make them happy or sad. It was about them intrinsically. So um, here we go. That anger lasts for a moment, but joy and, and, and weeping may stay for the night. This is Psalm 35, but joy comes in the morning, but joy comes in the morning. You're going to get there. You're going to make it to goal weight, but joy comes in the morning. Yes, you're going through a hard time. Yes, it's hard to prep and log your food. Yes, it's hard to say no to Margarita Monday. And even worse than that, maybe your in-laws are mean to you. Maybe your boss keeps bringing in fresh baked cookies and putting them on your desk as a joke. Ha, 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 ha. Bring it home and put it in the freezer, the, the, the ice cream. But joy comes in the morning. It's going to be okay. You don't need to postpone being happy and being joyful. And the way you can start rebels is by start being thankful, start being grateful for what you have. Like Chrissy said, I have strong legs that carry me. I have strong arms. We're so mean to ourselves. How can you be thankful for where you are in this moment? And then the joy will start to follow the thankfulness, even if you don't feel it at first. Right now, I just started training for the Arnold Classic for it, which is a physique competition in uh, March of 2023. And I'm in the first week of my training and I am, <laughs> I am, I am weak. I am sore. I used to see the weights. I can barely lift any kind of amount of a weight. I have a, a large amount of fat on my thighs and on my hips. It's just, I'm at the very, very, very bottom rock bottom, very beginning of my journey. And I'm almost miserable, but then I'm not because I have not found joy in the past. And this time, even at, at the very beginning, even at rock bottom, even being so sore, I could hardly get up off the stool. I am so I'm finding joy in the whole process. I'm just like, you know what? Day three of week one, it's okay. I'm thankful to be here. And I just keep talking to myself throughout the whole workouts are hard. I work out a little over two hours a day and they're hard. They're grueling and it's, it's difficult, but man, I'm not making that same mistake I made before I am starting. I'm thankful. And I'm speaking to myself the whole time. You know what? You're yep. fine. You're doing great. You're strong. You're going to get better. This is just the beginning. You're going to get, and I visualize myself on stage. I visualize myself winning. Winning. I visualize myself, you know, looking where I need to look and I I'm finding I'm happy and I'm smiling and I'm finding joy in the grueling process. And the thing that Chrissy's not doing y'all is she's not waiting until she gets to the competition to be happy mm. because if she waited till then to find joy, guess what? She isn't going to find it. You mm -hmm. know, people say more money, more problems, you know, Biggie didn't Biggie say that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> May he rest in peace. Mm -hmm. um, but Biggie said more money, more problems. People think if I just had them, let me tell you, big money is big problems. And I have seen that um, not necessarily in my own life, but uh, with Christy, and I'm not trying to say like, oh, Christy has big money, but the more money that you get, the more wealth you attain, mm -hmm. you're going to have, you have to pay more tax, you have more problems. So trust me, if you wait for the world or you wait for your circumstances to change, to be happy and have some stinking joy, it's never going to happen. It is a choice. Joy is a choice, Christy. Like you said, you wake up, you perfect example, a cup of coffee. Okay. My daughter-in-law, Carly Clappenbaugh, she is the sweetest thing. And she wanted to do the code red journey. 
I think she's beautiful. I love her dearly. She, she says to me, Carrie, what am I going to do about creamer? I love my creamer. I was like, here's what I use. And she's like, Oh, I can't do it. And she didn't complain. She's not a complainer at all. She said to me the other day, I wish I could play the recording for you, Christy, because it's so cute. She goes, she calls me mom or mama Carrie. She said, mama Carrie, I wake up, I drink almost all my water. And then I know when I get to work, I get to brew my one cup of coffee and I'm going to put the, you know, the agreed upon ingredient that she loves now, by the way, she says it's smooth, it's creamy, it's sugar-free. And I love it. She said, I just sit and enjoy it. And I said to her, um, do you know what she's doing? My daughter-in-law Carly is finding joy in a cup of coffee. You know what? I love that about her. I love it when Christy comes to my house and she fixes her coffee and she has all her little pieces and I know what to get for her. And we got it all worked out. We have a system and she goes, takes a little sip and she goes, ah, and I go, look, my sister is having joy in that moment. The other day, I'm just giving you guys examples. The other day I walked out to put all the birds away and I sat on a stump we have out there next to the woodshed where uh, our dad chops firewood. Thank God the man chops firewood for me. And I just sat there and the one kitten that's left from Thelma's, uh, the, you know, three, four month old kitten, she jumps up and she gets on my lap and I just sat there in, and it's almost sunset. All the birds are put away. It's quiet. The coyotes are starting to howl. And that little kitty cat just sat on my lap and purred. And you know what? I found joy in that moment. It's a choice. I could have been like, get off me. I have to get inside. I ain't don't know the dishwasher. And I have to answer some more emails. And I got to wash my makeup off and get ready for bed. But Christy, I chose to find joy in that moment. When you were, you were just speaking at the biohacking conference. And we sat there and they were running a little bit late. And you just put your head right on my chest. And it was like just this moment between two and I, you and I, we've been waiting forever. And I put my hand on your head, not on the Mohawk. Don't worry on the side. I know what I'm doing. And it was, that was a quiet moment that nobody else does with you, that I'm the only person. And it, it, you have to, you have to choose to find it in the little things guys, because it, guess what? Life is hard. It is. And then you die. I mean, that's kind of the sad truth of it. I'd like to hope that I'm fulfilling my purpose. I would like to hope that I'm making a difference. I think I am, but kind of, kind of life is hard and then you die. So you just kind of, that sounds depressing, but you have to find moments in the kitty cat moments and the stupid, stinking, delicious cup of coffee and the sunset sitting on the porch, just holding hands with somebody you love. You got to find joy in those moments. Choose joy every day. Don't wait for your day to pass you by. You know, it's hard for you guys to believe this, but I'm single. And, uh, <coughs> I know fellas, I know no boys listen to my podcast, but <laughs> DM, DM or slide up in her DMS. As Anne Marie would say, she's like, mama, that guy slid up in my DMS. I'm like, what? Ooh, better not be. Know. You better not be. So oh. Christy, slide up in Christie's DMs. She's of age. <laughs> oh, I get my share of DMs. Oh, but I'm it's sure. um, it is. I as I now am forty six, and I've been uh, I I've been out of a relationship for almost a year now. It's it's interesting to me how I'm experiencing life single, just with me and my dog, and uh, and 
not, not knowing what my future holds. I am fulfilling my purpose. I was put on this earth for exactly what I'm doing. I am anointed to do what I'm doing. So that is fulfilling. I am happy with Code Red. I'm happy with the lives of the people who are getting, um, getting the message of hope and healing and the lives being saved. And then there's my relationship status and I'm happy with my dog. And then I have my relationship status and I'm thinking, well, am I going to go through life by myself for the rest of my life? You know, and I, and, and so I choose to be joyful if that's what it ends up being. I would certainly rather be by myself than in a relationship that is not matched well with, for me and, oh. and be butting heads with somebody who's not a good match for me. I'm not going through that again. Uh, in, and, and I'm not going to criticize my past relationships, you know, but I'm okay being single. I'm okay. Living my life this way, fulfilling the purpose of, of spreading the message of hope and healing, having a wonderful dog traveling, you know, doing coming to see you. I, I find joy in all that. And if it comes, if, if, if it's meant to be, then I will, then, and I'm in a relationship, then that's fine too. But I have already chosen again. I'm saying it just like I did before. I've already made the decision to have joy being single. Cause I know a whole lot of women out there who desperately, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to be in a relationship. I'm not saying that, but they, that's all they want. They just can't, they can't find joy unless they have a man. Well, they end up getting in a crappy relationship because they were so desperate. That's a whole different podcast for a different day. But why can't you find joy in the moment with your current situation? I encourage you to do so. Oh, let me tell you, this is a different podcast, but let me just, let me just spill some, some carry wisdom. If you're waiting for a man or a woman to make you happy, you're going to be waiting a long time. It is not Brandon Thompson's responsibility Mm -hmm. to make Carrie Thompson happy. Mm -hmm. It is Carrie Thompson's responsibility to have joy in her life. It is not his responsibility to make me happy or complete me. He's a very important part of my life, but it's not. And he brings me a lot of joy, but it's not, he doesn't make you. Oh, ladies, ladies, ladies. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. By in, in this podcast, let's fire up a new one. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I, I love having a husband, but it, it's not his responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's not Christy's responsibility to make me happy as my employer. It's not the rebels responsibility to respond positively on social media to me. And that's going to make me happy. It's not your responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's only Carrie's responsibility to make Carrie feel joy. And the same is true of you. Christy's not joyful because of what she does. Mm-hmm. She's not joyful because of who she is. She's not joyful because of any of that. She's joyful because she, number one, makes a choice. And number two, because she has intrinsic happiness and peace and thankfulness. And I mean, I'm just guessing, Christy, but those are the reasons I would think you were joyful. Yeah, hundred percent. Don't postpone joy just Amen. because you're not where in, in the other side of this whole thing is, well, I don't like, and I, a lot of you guys watch this. Well, I don't like my body and believe me, I get it. We all, no matter what size we are, we all have things about our body. We want to change. So I do understand that. Well, you don't understand how, okay, look, okay. But still, if you don't like the way your body is freaking change it. You have the tools right here in front of you. You have everything you need to change your body, to change the way you feel. Cause 
I mean, you come on, you, it's not just your weight. It's not just losing the weight. You heal the body. The weight comes off the weight. The accumulation of body fat, by the way, is a symptom of a bigger problem. Once we solve that bigger problem, everything in your life levels up. You don't like it, change it. You don't like it, change it. Now, today, two o'clock on a Tuesday, it doesn't matter when, if you don't like it, make up your mind right now and say, I am sick of this. I'm not going to postpone joy anymore because of my weight. I'm doing something about it. And, and, and that could be said for anything, Christy, you're not in a box. You're not being held captive. And if you are, oh my gosh, get help. Yeah. And, you know, seek help, but you're not in a box. The door, you're, you're the door, the door is not locked on your life. Mm-mm. It's not locked. And the key has not been thrown away. If you don't like your job, if you don't like where you are, you have the power to make that change. Yeah, go back to college. If that is going to help you in it, go to a trade school. Right. If you, if you work in wall street and you want to open a bakery, do it. I mean, there are so many stories I've heard of that, of people yeah. that were successful business people and they weren't happy and they just wanted to make cupcakes and sell them online. Well, well then for God's sakes, do it. You know, speak, speaking of cupcakes, I was sitting in the nail salon a couple of months ago and a lady next to me, I overheard a conversation with a lady who worked for, she was a big, worked for a big corporation in town and her, her passion, her love was baking cupcakes. She wanted to have her own baking business. So she kind of had a side gig where she kind of did it in her spare time. And she desperately wanted to do it full time. Oh, the entrepreneur in me was quivering. I was about having seizures. I was like, oh, come on, you can do this. You can do this. I just wanted to pour into her courage. And I wanted to just say, you can do this step out, you know, and I don't know. I don't know her business model. I don't know. I don't know the industry. I'm just saying, boy, if you don't like the rain in Kentucky, then by all means move to Arizona. Amen. Like if you don't like your life, my gosh, nobody, this is not Auschwitz. This is not freaking prison. You can do something about it. Step out and try out. That reminds me of uh, two nursing stories. Are you ready? ready? Number one, when I was a brand new nurse, I worked at St. Joseph's Hospital in Lewiston, Idaho. And this was a long time ago, y'all, where they had nuns, nuns, real life nuns, sister so-and-so working the floor. And I'll never forget, I was brand new and I went to the medical oncology floor to train. You had to do a week everywhere. You know, and that was back when they had time and money to do those things. I think nurses just get thrown to the wolves now. But um, I went to that floor and Sister Mary, because they're all Sister Mary something, was helping me. Yeah. Now I think they can use their own names. But back then they had to. So Sister Mary, whoever was a nurse, had been a nurse, literally probably had helped with Jesus's birth. She was old and she was so mean. So mean, mean to me, mean to the students, mean to the patients. And I thought, my heavens, and, and consistently mean she was known to be this way. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, friend, you need to quit nursing. Like you need to go find something. Else. And my uh, mother-in-law at that time, who has been a nurse forever, said to me, she always wanted to be a teacher, but they, back in the day, they would assign you as nurses, what you were going to, not as nurses, but as nuns, what you were going to do. You know, things have changed a lot. This is a long time ago. Uh, you know, like 40, 40 years ago. So, you know, um, that was what they did. And she was never happy as a nurse. Can you imagine how much joy this woman has lost? And it brings me to another story. I have been a nurse quite a while and I was giving report to a new nurse. And I think I was being a little salty. 
Um, I can tend to be a little bit salty. She was new. And when you're a brand new nurse, you're very idyllic about the world and all the patients love you. They don't, you know, and they're going to swing at you. They're going to smack you on the booty. Old guys are going to try to grab your boobs. I mean, it's going to happen. Sorry. That's just the reality of people that aren't in their right mind or some of them are in their right mind. And um, I was being salty in her port and I was like this and this and this. And, and she said, um, you, you seem, you, she said it very nicely, but she said something like, wow, you seem kind of aggravated. And I said, yeah, I've been doing this a long time. And I guess you just kind of figure out, uh, how people really are after you've been doing it a while. And she said to me, I never want to be a nurse so long that I start to be that way about my patients. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So if you can't find joy in what you're doing and you're getting a little salty, like I was, it, it was, I'm telling you, it stopped me dead in my tracks. And I totally changed my attitude from that day on. I thought, this is your vocation. This is what you've chosen to do. Even if you're aggravated, you can say you're aggravated, but there's no reason to be salty about a patient. And it, it stopped me and it made me go, wow. So you know what? Don't ever do something so long that you become bitter and angry about it. And you cannot find the joy in what you're doing. If that is you, I would encourage you to try to look inside yourself and figure out where you can find the joy. And if you can't make a change, your life is not a closed book. Hmm. Well, and you guys remember I, I, a couple of podcasts ago, I recorded, um, this does not need to be your end or whatever the heck I called it. Uh, this will not be your end that and and same thing we talked about then, you know, guys, Wow. What a powerful podcast. Don't postpone joy. I enjoy, I know that I enjoyed uh, recording this, just listening to the stories. I didn't know that about Carrie's nursing stories. And uh, I thought I, I thought I'd heard it all. Sis. I just, I love when you, I love your nursing stories, but it's so true guys. This is your, your story does not end here. You, this is your life is not a closed book. We hope you enjoyed this episode of rebel weight loss and lifestyle. We love you guys and we'll see you on the next one. Hey, I'm Christy Code Red, and thank you for listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you want to stay connected to other rebels like you, join us in our private network. Our Code Red app is a one-stop shop, free from ads, algorithms, and censorship, and a place where you can see, listen, and watch everything Code Red. You'll be encouraged, motivated, and fired up to stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Get recipe ideas, tips, tricks, and help from coaches, mentors, and other rebels. You can also purchase products, programs, and coaching all right there in one place. And if you have any trouble navigating the app, we're right there to help you. Go to coderedlifestyle.com forward slash APP to join for free. And I'll see you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle.